0: afternoon everyone. Welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. Today is May 25th. I'm your host Josh Boyd and I'm joined this afternoon by Pastor Stephen. It is
1: good to be back.
0: Welcome. Welcome back. Yeah it's uh, we've been we've been out for a couple of weeks now. This is our first podcast uh, in three weeks. Yeah
1: I I can't help but imagine that some people haven't known what to do with their Tuesday afternoon. I mean uh, where's the podcast? (laughs) We have
0: been uh, I'm sure your email box has been flooded. Uh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> just, just absolutely swamped with people wondering where we've been. Did we miss something? Yeah. You know, that kind of but thing. But it
1: is good to be back for sure.
0: Absolutely. So tell us about where uh, where you guys were.
1: Well, again, uh, Debbie and I uh, had the opportunity to, to step away for, for actually 13 days, which is rare for blessing. me. I don't usually yeah. take that much time off. But my wife's family live in Finley, Ohio, and her mom is in a memory care facility, and her dad, who's 89, still lives alone. And for the first time since COVID, we had the opportunity to see him. And we chose um, to drive, which uh, round trip, uh, we traveled just just over 2,500 miles. It is a long drive, and so... It takes two days to get there, two days to get back. And we spent uh, not quite a full week with him, but then uh, as we got into Arkansas, we were able to stop and spend some time just to, to rest and recharge. But I was I was thrilled that we could uh, reconnect with her dad. My wife was, was busy cooking for most of the week, trying to fill up his freezer with uh, meals that he could uh, heat up in the microwave. It was yeah. fun to see yeah. her uh, just just love on her dad in that way and it was meaningful to to see her mom though she no longer uh, recognizes debbie and and again it's just a it's a heartbreaking thing it's a horrible disease alzheimer's is yeah. but uh, we we were blessed to be able to do that and so i'm thankful we have such a gifted team here that i could be afforded that opportunity to to be away for for as i said 13 days and everything has gone Smoothly and good things have been happening even in my absence, and I'm mm-hmm. grateful for that. But I think you also had an opportunity to, to get away for a, yeah a, was, a conference. I was
0: in Chicago for a few days um, and went to a conference there um, at Willow Creek. Um, excuse me, Willow Creek Church there in uh, just just north of Chicago, and had a really great trip. It a, a conference called the First In Last Out Conference, or otherwise known as the Philo. Conference and uh, we talked a lot about media and production and uh, hybrid church, which mm-hmm. is kind of you know right up the alley of what we've been talking about as a staff and um, some of the things that we're we've been asking our congregation. You know, we had the uh, the survey that we did, the assessment that we did um, a few weeks ago, um, months ago, I guess now. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really great conference. Learned a lot about. Um, where we need to go as a church um, and what, what's to come, how we can get there, but also just some things that we're already doing really well, things that we may need to, to sharpen as a team. and. Um you know, my job is kind of a, I have kind of a weird job that uh, a lot of people may not know about, but there's just a lot of technical things that go on behind the scenes to make our church work. It's the work. kind of job, sadly,
1: that I think people take what
0: you do for granted well, until it's not there. And my job is for people to not notice me. That's right. really the the job, you know, everything, the tech and the media, um, it's bad if you notice. <laughs> that's so, true. That's true. Um, and my job is to just go unnoticed, really. And that that's my goal with things. And um, but it was a really helpful conference. It was good to, to have some time away as well and to well, and recalibrate appreciate on things. I
1: your desire to continue to grow in, into that role. Uh, when we brought you onto our team last summer, I mean, we didn't have this position. And so in many regards, you're laying the foundation of, of what uh, this position will do and, and where it will, will take us in different facets of our ministry. And I'm grateful for the uh, due diligence that you apply to to continue to, to to draw upon the resources and the expertise of others and i think there's even another conference uh, closer by uh, later on in the summer that i hope will uh, be a benefit not only to you but maybe yeah. i'll be able to participate as well but um, yeah we've we've missed being uh, with you all for our podcast and uh, we hope as you're listening today uh, you or encouraged by by the time that we can can share with you
0: yeah we're gonna start by just recapping uh, this past Sunday we were continuing our, our mark uh, study we're in uh, we've several weeks deep now in the mark study um, and we're uh, we've called it the son of God the gospel according to mark um, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Mark, and a really interesting study. And we talked a little bit about the 12 this past Sunday. Yes, we, we did. Let's dive into that. What what exactly did we talk about Sunday? Maybe some main points that you yeah, don't want people if to you miss.
1: missed Sunday's uh, lesson, I would once again just direct you to our website at com. We had been away from the Mark series for two weeks. Uh, we stepped away on Mother's Day uh, to encourage our mothers that were a part of the service, and then I was out the, uh, last Sunday a week ago, and my dad, Dr. D.L. Lowry, was, was able to share. So we'd been a, a little bit away from our study in Mark, and so what I wanted to do is just to remind us this past Sunday that can this gospel's not written to inform us, but to present to us the truth of Jesus so that we can respond to him. And we just reminded ourselves that what Mark wants to help us to to discover is that Jesus is the Son of God, and as the Son of God, he can absolutely impact uh, your life for the better. And uh, in the flow of Mark's gospel, at a very pivotal point, Mark describes how Jesus uh, takes the time to then identify 12 Individuals that he's going to pull a little bit more closely to himself to teach them and shape them and prepare them to fulfill a role. Now, um, it's referred to as, in the Gospels as the apostles. They assumed uh, a, sp- a very focused task as Jesus' apostles. The word apostle means sent out one. So he had a very specific mission in mind uh, for this group of 12. And on Sunday, we just began to, to think about that uh, in, a, in a general way. I didn't at all go into the details of, of each of the 12 uh, apostles. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was uh, able to promote uh, a series that I'm going to launch the first Wednesday in June, June the 2nd, that I've entitled The Twelve, and we're going to just... For a series of weeks, look at each of the testimonies surrounding uh, that early band of followers that Jesus pulled close to him.
0: Yeah, and we're I, I'm excited about that series. I you know um, knew that it was coming up, but got to see the you know the um, the artwork I guess that we're going to use for that yesterday sure. in the sermon. when was reminded that we're heading that direction and um, and excited about that. I can't remember the author. There's a series of books. uh, I think it was Chuck Swindoll, Charles Dobson—one of those uh, pretty well-known authors mm-hmm. that did a series of books based on biographies of on the each disciples. Of them. Yeah, what do you remember who that was? I honestly I don't. Uh, I don't remember who it was yeah. either. I know I've got several of them, um, but I, I know that was a great. It was super insightful, um, especially uh, of the main gospel writers learning kind of the story behind. Uh,
1: I have come across one resource, and I mentioned it on Sunday. Uh, John MacArthur, a pastor, teacher in California, uh, he developed a book entitled Twelve Ordinary Men, and he uh, breaks down kind of a descriptive summary of each of of what, uh, really, the testimony of their lives, even beyond the biblical material. uh, There is uh, writings that are not a part of the Bible, uh, extra-biblical sources that can provide some further information about the various disciples. I mean, several of them, if you look at the 12, uh, really are not mentioned at all apart from they're in the list. And the question rises, okay, who are they? And how did God work with them and through them? And and through these uh, writings of the early church, you begin to get a better idea of how God may have uh, sent them out to very significant parts of the world to, to fulfill the Great Commission, where Jesus said, you're going to go and make disciples of all nations. And yeah. that original group of, of 12, and I say 12, uh, of course, Judas, uh, he faltered, but 11 of the 12 absolutely um, were able to live out the,
0: the calling that Jesus uh, pointed them toward. Yeah, why do you think twelve? I know we mentioned this on Sunday, but just as a recap, why do you think there were twelve?
1: Well, as I tried to underscore, I don't think it was just a random number. Sure. You know, uh, if you are familiar with the Old Testament, you appreciate that the number twelve is very significant. It represents the twelve tribes, uh, the descendants of Jacob that would become the biological basis of the nation of Israel. Well, as Jesus is inaugurating the new covenant, and that's what's happening, he's just the time has come. He's bringing forward all of the promises that the Old Testament prophets had had shared about that as Jesus is doing that, when he says, I'm going to appoint 12 apostles, uh, that parallel to me is substantial. Uh, It's it's clear Jesus is underscoring that he's establishing, now, not a nation, but a kingdom. It's not about... Again, you know, a biological group of people, but a spiritual body. And I think that's further accentuated when you think about the role of the 12. Their role was to deliver a message. Uh, they were going to herald the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and as they declared the message, and as people responded to Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God would be established. And so the number 12 isn't just an, a number that Jesus thought, oh, that sounds like a good group. Yeah, uh, He is underscoring
0: that he's establishing the new covenant. And, I, you know, if you've seen our bumper video um, on Sundays that goes along with this series, it's very tactful in the way that we wanted to the script that goes along with that video very, very much went along with how we wanted to. I mean, we built that uh, built that script very much off of where you were going and some mm-hmm. of the notes that you gave me. And at the very end, there's a line that says not to have an earthly rain, but to have a rain in the hearts of, of men. And right. that's that's the goal. That, that's the gospel. Yeah, he, he
1: was looking for the individual. Yeah. And I, I love how you worded that. And if you're listening today, if you've not seen uh, the video that we have, uh, is there a place that they can even yeah, go I to? Yeah, can,
0: I can put a link in the description of this podcast where um, you can find that on YouTube. We'll put a link to that bumper video and you can watch that for yourself. It was, it was one of the... Um, I'm normally not a big fan of videos that I make, but I was, uh, I, I, I'll was. give my you, stamp of approval I for that I want
1: you to know, it it, it laid, I think, uh, uh, through a video format, it laid a foundation that has allowed us through this series uh, to, to just get people thinking even before... I direct them to, to open uh, the biblical text. So, yeah, I, but the, the number 12 is significant. And uh, as I said on Sunday, what maybe to me is the, the more interesting question isn't why 12? I think that's almost an obvious answer. <laughs> but why these why 12? These 12? Yeah. <laughs> why these 12, yeah. Because they 12? were such a unlikely group. Uh, I mean, there, there's not a, a religiously trained person among sure. them.
0: Um, well, you even shared the concern, you know the uh, um, the almost sarcastic. Um, oh, the 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 little fictitious yes, piece. Yeah, the, I, it was, uh, that was that was cleverly written. report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if
1: if Jesus had, had put together this group and allowed them to be evaluated by today's measures, I mean, none of them would have been a right. recommendation. And some All of them, of them would have been yeah, excluded. Some of
0: them would have had severe recommendations to, to seek yeah, counsel. Yeah, I mean, our church
1: just recently, uh, our personnel committee was able to find a, a young man that will be coming to serve as our student pastor, Mark Jackson, will be starting on June the 8th. But I, I had to smile as I was looking at uh, what was being said about the 12, and I i'm aware of the process that our personnel committee went through uh i'm i'm can all but guarantee you none of the apostles would have even been discussed by our personnel
0: committee yeah isn't that bizarre how that works yeah, I, I loved that insight on the why why these random twelve, you know. But um, the unlikeliness of it. And we're actually going to read. Can we read that now? Mark, sure. Mark chapter three. I'll read that for us. This is Mark chapter three, verse thirteen through twenty-one, starting in verse thirteen. And he went up to the on, and he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve whom he, all, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name... I'm not going to pronounce that. Yeah. Bo- and I no, can't do it. Yeah, we how could, many times have I tried that on Sunday? had trouble on Sunday with it, yeah, too. I had
1: two people come up to me after the service and say, no,
0: this is how it's pronounced, and I can't remember what they said it was. Yeah, well, I'm sure that won't offend them one bit. Um, that is Sons of Thunder, verse 18. Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Twelve of the unlikeliest
1: people. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and yet, Luke tells us Jesus spent the whole night before in prayer. He knew precisely who needed to be a part of the twelve, incidentally, including Judas Iscariot. Yeah. He, he knew from the front end uh, that the darkness of Judas's heart would result in uh, his own betrayal. But having spent the night in prayer, Jesus chooses 12 individuals that would have been totally overlooked and discounted by everyone else except Jesus,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is encouraging to me, because we often, I think, so diminish what we think Jesus can do with us and even our worthiness of being a part of what Jesus is desiring to do, when all you have to do is to look at the 12 and be reminded, okay, if Jesus chose them and was able to affect their lives in a way that made really just an unimaginable difference, then he can make a difference in our lives too.
0: And you think they had to have known you know,
1: why? Why did he choose yeah, me? You yeah. know, I, what? What I, skill I say, do I have? That's true to, offer. to a degree, but I think it it went a little bit to their head. You know, I, I mentioned on Sunday that really there are two issues that Jesus had to consistently confront the twelve with, and it was one of the issues was pride. They they were always battling over who was the the greatest. Okay, I, I, I'm. I'm more important than you are. Right. And so you have to imagine... The disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah, yeah. You have to imagine that they felt, well, we're the 12. You know? <laughs> I mean, that pride found its way in. Right. And then at the same time, I think they were constantly having to battle selfishness. Because... Sure. Um, and pride and selfishness go hand in hand. But, you know, Jesus wanted to teach them to be willing to do what he asked them to do. Yeah. And yet there are more than a few examples of where the disciples are trying to tell Jesus what... Right. What, Here's how we need yeah, to do it. Yeah, this things. is what I want yeah. to do. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a battle that I think persists even
0: today. So who's your favorite?
1: Well, and you and I were visiting before we started about that. Uh, I don't hesitate in saying my favorite is, is the Apostle John, and let me explain why. Uh, it's not so much how he's described in the Gospels in particular, Uh, it's the fact that he's provided for us the Gospel of John. Uh, There's so much thought and insight um, reflected in how John puts together the testimony of Jesus that uh, my life has been affected profoundly. And so when I think about the 12, I I can't help but say, okay, uh, yeah, John, because of his Gospel, would be my favorite. Now, a close second to that, and this one may surprise you, is Thomas. I think Thomas gets a a bum rap. Uh, We often refer to Mm -hmm. him as Doubting Thomas because... One of the
0: most relatable.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was actually just being as realistic as you would be if if all of the disciples the day of of Jesus' resurrection told you, now, we saw him, and you weren't in the room. Well, you've never seen anybody uh, that's been dead for three days, suddenly appear and and now you're telling me he yeah that I, I, i'm sorry I, I can't i can't get that well this is the same thomas i, I would remind us that uh, it, i think was willing to die with jesus remember in the gospel of john as they were about to go to to bethany word about lazarus death had come and uh, they had left uh, judea because of the threat against jesus and and so, you know, Jesus says, we're going to have to go back. And Thomas is, I think, rightly concluding, well, if we go back, we we may all die. Well, let's go die with Jesus. So I, I like Thomas. Right. I think uh, uh, he's, a, he's a guy that, uh, at least to me, is encouraging. My final thing about Thomas, uh, uh, I've had the opportunity to travel to India uh, in recent years past, and uh, you may not know, but uh, Thomas is as tradition tells us, the apostle who actually traveled to India and, wow. and shared the gospel of Jesus. In fact, some of the extra biblical writings attest that he died a martyr's death in India, that as he heralded the good news of Jesus Christ, he was willing to even face death for that. And sure. so uh, John would be number one. Thomas, to me, would probably be my second. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think for the same reasons, John is going to be my number one as well. Um, just I don't know if there is another gospel that has been more fundamental in you know my development as a. There's not a book that I go back to as often, maybe with the exception of James. And that's I, that's so hard, but I really I think John is is up there for me um, as the number one spot. Just what uh,
1: about a number two
0: with James? I think so. The greater, uh,
1: the, now there are two Jameses. The Isn't first that... martyr, James. Yeah, right? James was the, obviously, the, uh, they think the older brother of John, because right. he's he's typically mentioned first, um, but he's also the first apostle who died uh, for the sake of Christ. Both of the,
0: the sons of thunder. There. The sons of thunder. What a name. Can you imagine if Jesus had dubbed you and your brother the sons of thunder?
1: Uh, Yeah, that would be and you do wonder now what what was the motivation of that was it were they just a little see typically when I imagine John I, I because of his gospel I imagine him as reflective and contemplative but to be called the son of thunder seems to imply he he may have had a little
0: a fiery uh, yeah hot-headedness or, yeah, about him yeah, I don't
1: know uh it's uh it's an interesting nickname that Jesus
0: gave them yeah that you can't, there's no escaping. Once it's been, once you've been dubbed that, that's that's it, that's all there is. If you're
1: listening, we would be curious, do you have a favorite when it comes to the 12 apostles? You can email us that at, Podcast at northfortworth.com.
0: Podcast at northfortworth.com. Even if your favorite disciple is Judas, you can still share with us. You know, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago. I think I, I, think I mentioned it here. It was either Riley and I talking at dinner, or and I don't know where it came from, but I, I mentioned. How interesting it would be! I actually really like the name Judas. I think that's a pretty, I I think it's a a nice name. But you can never, just how do you name a child that you know as a as a Christian as a believer? In our day
1: and time, uh, our culture is becoming less and less biblical. So I'm anticipating that Judas will be a name that will come back into circulation, just because generally speaking, people are not that familiar with the Bible. Uh, but yeah, you, as a Christian, you know, what are <laughs> there's you some saying? Conviction yeah, I'm going to <laughs> name my son
0: Judas, yeah, you know? There is yeah. a bit of conviction with that name there. Yeah, yeah. What will he become, you know? Now, I do encourage you, if you're listening,
1: uh, we will launch this new series that I've entitled The Twelve on Wednesday, uh, June the 2nd. That's uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, a week from next tomorrow. Wednesday. And uh, you can you can just simply watch it online or you can join us on campus at 6:30 we have a lot of activities here uh, at No Fort Worth now uh, on Wednesday and we'd love to have you come and be a part of that experience in fact as uh, i'm talking about that why don't you move us a little bit into some of what we see ahead of us moving toward the month of June.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be getting, we're gonna try to flood our communications with this. And before we get too much into dates, uh, we wanted to talk uh, just about the COVID update and- Yes, please. Uh, you know, our, our mask policy and social distancing policy that, that we, you know, that is true. I haven't heard social distancing in quite a while. We don't hear that phrase near as often as we do facial coverings or masks, but um, starting June first, that'll be a really well. This we're actually Sunday. even this
1: coming Sunday uh, over Memorial Day weekend. As, as most of you are aware, our governor, uh, Governor Abbott, yeah. made some announcements last week that has dramatically, I think, affected how uh, businesses and schools and other entities are assessing uh, the what used to be the requirement of some facial right. covering. And, and so in light of what has been uh, announced, but also t- t- in a very encouraging way, uh, because we see the spread of the virus uh, diminishing in the way that it is uh, in a noticeable way begun to go
0: down, uh, we're going to begin making some adjustments even this coming weekend. Yeah, the, starting this weekend, and you'll you'll get this in a, a flood of different communications. You'll see it on social media, in your email, and we'll make sure it's posted everywhere when you come into the building. Um, but uh, masks and facial coverings are going to be optional um, starting this Sunday. And that's and, the approach we want to adopt there, appreciating that there will be some out of caution who
1: still sure. would choose to wear the mask. And, and then the, others uh, will feel... Freedom not to do so. Our suggestion, yeah. as you, well, its a recommendation.
0: Yeah, you know, but we we are going to recommend that you do whatever you feel your conv- where your conviction lies. We want Absolutely. you to to feel comfortable, and we want you to feel secure in that too. If your conviction is that you need to wear a mask, and most of our staff is still going to be um, where I know we talked about that in staff meeting this morning. I'm going to still be wearing a mask yeah, in, in between, between services. services so. I
1: will put a mask on because here I, I want to be accessible to everyone. And, and so I'll wear that particularly for those that still out of an uh, appropriate sense of concern want to, to wear a face covering. And so as, as Sunday comes, anticipate that. Yeah. And, and let me add, just as we move into this new phase, let's continue to be kind hearted. Sure supportive of people and, regardless
0: of the decisions we, that they're making on that. We don't want to push comforts on people. That's the furthest thing from the truth that what we want to do. So if, you're, if your comfort lies in wearing a mask, if your comfort lies in not wearing a mask, that's your comfort. But please don't push that on yeah, on anyone else. It's not
1: uh, divide into groups yes. in that regard. We
0: want everyone to have a safe return to church. And yeah. we think this is the way to do that most safely right now is by allowing people to have that option to... To worship, um, with without you can worship you can worship just as well. Besides someone who's not wearing a mask, um, versus who is wearing a mask, there yes, should be no can. separation in the way that we worship our Savior. In that way, um, so make some decisions on your part uh, about how you want to approach that, and we would love to see you this this coming weekend. Yeah, absolutely. i got a few a few more updates for you And um, concerned with, we, we already talked about Mark Jackson. He'll be here June the 8th. And as soon as we have a little bit more final summer plans for that, I'll send that in an email to everyone and we'll announce it on the podcast and Sunday mornings. But there is youth camp. We mentioned that a few weeks ago. Uh, we'll be going to camp. Uh, we mentioned that there are lots of student plans coming up. As soon as we have some of those finalized, we'll get them to you. I know we're racing right up to the deadline with some of those, but you will get them. Uh, now for kids ministry, Okay, kids camp. Uh, We'll have kids camp at Riverbend Monday through Friday, June 21st through the 25th for completed third through sixth graders. And then we'll also have an on campus option. Um, So that'll be an overnight experience at Riverbend. But we'll also have a day camp option, uh, kids camp in the city. That'll be Thursday through Saturday, June 10th through 12th from nine to five, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.
1: And if somebody wants to find more information about those in particular
0: northfortworth.com slash kids camp and you can register for both of those or either one of those on the same page just choose which camp you want to register for the information is the same northfortworth.com slash kids camp and you can do the same thing with VBS northfortworth.com slash VBS Um, the dates for that are July 26th through the 30th that's 9am to 12pm you can register online as well for that you don't want to miss any of those things I think actually uh, myself and our contemporary worship team is actually going to lead worship for the camp in the city. So oh. uh, you don't want to miss that. that it's going to be, be fun. Yeah, it's going to be very fun. We're excited about that. We're excited for all three of those big things coming up in the life of our children's ministry. And um, really
1: they're, I think, just representative of what's happening in our church. We're moving toward a greater level of activity, and we would encourage you to, to visit our website, follow the promotions that are there, uh, just no, as we move into june and july we're looking to begin to open things up more uh, we we talked uh, earlier today at our staff meeting we're going to be offering a wednesday dinner option again for those that have begun to participate with us in wednesday we hope to see that happen in the early part of june uh, yes. we're going to be looking for other ways to allow uh, those that are uh, attending and participating just to to begin to socialize and Absolutely. to build a relationship because uh, we want to live the life of
0: a community yeah well, we've gone over our time, church. We love you, and we're praying for you. Um, many of you by name this morning. Even we prayed for you during our staff meeting, and um, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night, six thirty p.m. Wednesday night Bible study with Pastor Stephen. No, no, oh, Doctor
1: Trickett will be yeah. with us
0: for his final lesson on next week. We'll be back uh, with Apologetics you. So, uh, so you get one more week off of Wednesdays. I'm going to be here, but which has been a great series, by the yeah, way. The it apologetic has. series has been really good. Um, you you need to bring some water because uh, Greg Trickett is going to take you on a journey like every week it's, it's gonna it's a it's a brain workout no yeah, doubt it is. Yes, but it uh, is. it's great information um he loves challenging and convicting and, and will provide some essential supplies i think for building a repertoire for Yeah, i think tomorrow night he's
1: gonna give some examples of how to do apologetics yeah. and it will be uh, of the three it will be the more hands-on more practical, practical yeah. aspect of it so even if you've not seen the earlier uh, which you can find on our uh, website or on our Facebook page. Uh, but uh, join us tomorrow night at 630. I think you'll Definitely be encouraged.
0: Don't want to miss that. Um, one more thing before we go. Send us an email. Tell us who your favorite disciple is. Um, tell us how you feel about even our, our mask update. Um, we'd love to hear any feedback from you. Podcast at northforworthcom We'd love to hear back from you. But we thank you for joining in today. Thanks for listening to another episode um, here at the North Fort, Fort Worth Podcast. We'll see you next Tuesday.